Hi everyone, it's Kat. Welcome back to my podcast. I just came back from an event. Um, it was an Access Silicon Valley event um, and I thought it was super interesting. So that's why I wanted to hop on and share what I just learned. Um, the guest speaker was Efrat Kaznik. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, but um, she talked about the financial financial fundamentals, about how to build a financial model for your startup and talked about like, you know, common pitfalls because she has her own company where she consults startups on um, how to build their or how to monetize and how to do their valuation and, and helping them with their financial model and stuff like that. And she also lectures at um, Stanford Business School. So she has a lot of great information and I feel like I really liked how she simplified things like you know, the way that she had diagrams and, and just like, just making it very high level for someone to understand. Cause for me, like, I've just like, haven't really been exposed to the whole VC industry and the, yeah, just the whole idea of like raising capital and all that stuff. And so, um, I appreciated her presentation style as a beginner. And so I just wanted to kind of talk about like the major takeaways. Like, I think one of the major takeaways is that she says she sees like these presentations from startups talking about their financial model and they talk, they have this diagram of like, this is my total addressable market. Say it's like 1 billion people could possibly use my product. And then people build it off of that. They'll say like, oh, like assuming like I'll get like 1% of that market. And then they start to like crunch their numbers and base their assumptions off of getting that many customers. Um, but she says that's a wrong approach because I mean realistically, you're not going to even make a dent in like that huge total addressable market. And so she says to start small in terms of like unit economics first. So um, instead of, so you start with like thinking about one customer, like how much does it cost to get that one customer? And then how much does it cost to provide the service to that customer? Or if you're thinking in terms of product, like how much does it cost to make the product? How much are you going to sell it for? So your profit margin on that one product. And then you can go from there and build it out and say you sell like 100 products um, this year and then you just like increase it in future years. And she was saying that a lot of people also, when they build their financial model, they don't um, take into account the proper costs for the amount of people involved. So she, whenever she sees, she sees a financial model from a startup, she'll ask like, how many people does this model um, support? Um, so she's talking about like administrative people, finance people, salespeople, engineers, like support people, like all the people you will need to um, hit those numbers if you're going to hit like a thousand customers this year, 5,000 customers next year. She's like, you need to like take into account properly, like their salaries, whether your team is going to grow, your staff is going to grow. You're going to add more headcount. You're going to have to pay. You have to account for more of those expenses. Right. And so, um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I never thought about including people and headcount into that. And she even talks about like, you know, like listing out uh, organizational charts of like uh, what it's going to look like. Um, and I think she also like really emphasized the point that in order to grow your startup, you really need to pump money into it. And how like, you know, sometimes the media will like see like, really small smart startups or businesses just like explode all of a sudden. They have this viral moment where all of a sudden they get acquired for a billion dollars, but then 
people don't see behind the scenes of how long it took to build that or they don't see that a lot of money was put into marketing to really spread awareness of it and stuff or like how much funding was raised in order to get them to like a one billion dollar acquisition and so um yeah i thought that was really interesting basically mapping out who's what type of staff you need um into your financial model and she says that of course, payroll is like the number one expense for startups. And when she was mapping out this, like the financial model as the years went on, you could definitely see how like, yeah, the cost of paying people is just so high. So um, the other thing was that people, yeah, also underestimate the cost of growth, I guess. So, you know, you're going to need to add more salespeople. You're also going to need to add more support people for every client or for every like batch of um, new customers that you have. So yeah, I think um, those are good things to take into account. And also she um, looks for making sure that, um, that the user metrics are in a normal range. Um, in that, for example, if we're talking about a mobile app, um, if the, the the financial model basically has to keep take into account like like the active monthly active users or the retention of the customers or like yeah how many customers you're losing all those things like that um so you need to estimate accurately like how many active users you're actually going to have like like if you have like 100 million users that downloaded your app, like not 100, 100 million are not going to be using it and maybe a very small percentage of it. And she was saying that these are like standard, like um, averages or metrics in the industry. So you can like look it up to to see like for a mobile app, like average um, activity for user for people who download the app might be like 5% or something. I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly, but basically a very small percentage of the people who download the app actually use the app. So you want to take into account those types of percentages too and not just like create crazy numbers, <laughs> use crazy numbers. Um, and yeah, I think those are like the main things. Um, I think it just helped me to see that financial model just like incorporates so many other things um, instead of just like the obvious things like number of customers and the number of sales. Um, So yeah, that was really enlightening. And I want to say one more thing. What was it? No. Mm, I don't know. I think she just generally suggests that you really know your industry so that when investors ask you questions, you can answer them. And, oh, this is what I wanted to say. Um, there was a question at the very end of the session where someone's like, oh, is there like some software that can like, you know, create this financial model for me? Because um, it was like all Excel spreadsheets and stuff on her slides. And she was like recommending that to not use like those types of software because then like, it becomes a black box, right? Like you punch in your numbers and all of a sudden some magical number comes out. And so she really recommends using Excel so you know exactly where every number came from and there's no mysteries. 
Um, and then some other guy said that one VC re- just rejected a company because um, in the pitch meeting or something, the investor was asking like, oh, where did this number come from? And then the founder had to say like, oh, that's a great question. Let me ask the person who built the financial model. And that um, already flagged in the investor's head that they were not going to invest in that startup because the founder didn't know where that number came from. Um, so, cause that basically indicates that the founder also doesn't know probably other things that are going on with the financials of their business. So yeah, I think, um, uh, I need to go to Excel and start like crunching some numbers, I think. And she also recommends planning out five years in advance. Um, because like, if you're going to have a VC invest, like they they're assume, they're thinking like on a timeline of like five years or something like that, like two years would be too short. Um, so you really want to plan long term for for all this stuff. So yeah, I yeah, so I'm not going for VC funding, but I'm using all the hopefully best practices from um, good financial housekeeping um, uh, to adapt into my business. So yeah, I thought those things were interesting. Um, I hope that was useful and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.